0: One of our participants, she, she said at the end of the programme, she said, when I thought I was a businesswoman before, I know I'm a businesswoman now. And it was just those few words that was a really big pat on the back for, for the cohort that came out
1: with me.
2: Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher.
1: Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. Kath Harris is the founder of One World Women, a social enterprise connecting experienced business women with ambitious female entrepreneurs from developing countries. She talks in this episode about how that works with their programs running in country and online, how they've adapted to the coronavirus crisis, how the idea came for One World Women in the first place, and One World Women's ambitious plans to scale for the long term.
2: Hi, Kath. I'm really, really excited and pleased to have you on my podcast today. Could you tell me a little bit about what you're doing, please? Thank
0: you, Heidi. It's really great to be here. Um, so I run a social enterprise called One World Women. Um, we're a community interest company and nonprofit. And what we do is we connect experienced businesswomen from around the world with um with entrepreneurs in West Africa who are looking to develop or start their own businesses um, and we for a week in country we do um, one-to-one mentoring um, and then for three to six months after the one week in country we do online mentoring and actually those relationships last for a lot longer than that as well.
2: Wow, that sounds amazing. I, I think I want to join you and do this. <laughs> How long have you been running?
0: So the idea came, I think, in about mid-2018. So what's that, nearly two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually what what I thought originally was going to be a very, you know, not, not simple thing to get off the ground, um, but something I could do quite simply has become a kind of legal and um, uh, well especially with covid as well it's become a bit of a nightmare so i'm in the process of scaling the business at the moment i've got um a board of women who are, are helping me kind of step up a a, a level um, but yeah it's it's um it's interesting and it's in it you know it really i'm so passionate about it um yeah i think it's going to be a, a a long-term project not just for um don't not just for the short term
2: how did you come up with the idea for this in the first place? What made you want to do this? So
0: it's an interesting story, actually. So I'd been um, running my own business for a few years and it got to the point where I'd burnt out and sold my part of the company. And I spent a few months just kind of, you know, thinking about what it actually was that I wanted out of life. Um, and then fast forward a couple of months, I happened to be in West Africa in the Gambia and I met the most ex- extraordinary woman called Ida who runs her own cookery school um, she teaches tourists how to make Gambian cuisine and I was chatting with her whilst the food was bubbling away about what life is like for women in the Gambia and especially for, for female entrepreneurs and she was explaining that she uses the profit from her business micro loans it to local women to help them get on their feet and to become financially independent and run their own businesses um but there there isn't a lot of help for women women who um you know need that kind of extra assistance whether it's mentoring or consultancy or whatever and i jumped at the chance of being able to help her. Um, so fast forward another six months and I took out a group of five businesswomen with me, um, and we partnered for a week with five other women in country. Um, and it's just a really powerful model for inspiring one another. So, you know, you've got the breadth of experience that you're, uh, and, and, um, being involved in a completely different culture the whole diversity and inclusion aspect as well
2: in terms of that experience where the the women are are out there in in the Gambia with, with the obviously the the Gambian women um yeah what um what's it like what do they come back and and say about it
0: that's a good question. I think it is it is really quite empowering because, you know, you kind of you go out with the thought process of, you know, what their lives might be. And you kind of tell yourself these stories about about what it might be. But it's not actually until you get out there and, and see the individual that you're partnered with that you realise how they live their life. And one of the very first things that we do in our programme is we do like an immersion day of the partners shadowing one another. So you get to spend time with their family and in their business and just kind of see how they live their life. I think there are there are other programs that are similar that do online versions. Um, but I just feel like there's something that you miss by not being fully immersed in that person's culture. So it might be you know, apparent to a coach or a mentor that using a spreadsheet would be very helpful in the running of an account or running of accounts, sorry. Um, but the reality of that is the women that we partner with in the Gambia tend to use their mobile phones for everything. So using a spreadsheet is, you know, it, it's not really going to work for them, let alone, you know, access to a computer at all. So by being in that same culture, in that same context with them, you can learn to manage um, a business and manage your kind of day-to-day with minimum minimal resources. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very different way of, of thinking about things and being creative with your own knowledge and experience. Mm.
2: Yeah, I've I've tried to um, update a spreadsheet on my mobile phone once. That I have to say, it's not an experience I'd want to repeat for a second time. Indeed, <laughs> Yeah. So, um, what what kind of women um, become the mentors? Then are, the, are they? Uh, you said they're business women, but are they from yeah. particular Particular backgrounds, or is it just anybody?
0: It's really varied. I think, you know, once we've kind of got um, a larger pool of uh, mentors and mentees, we'll be able to match up the exact, um, you know, experience and industries with one another. But at the moment, what we tend to do is have lots of applications from women like you and I who run their own businesses or have a background in kind of corporate. Um, or or small business uh, in a a particular role and actually all of those skills are transferable because it might just be a case of you know the the time that you spend with your partner is about mentoring them on soft skills so you know overcoming things like um, imposter syndrome or confidence or how to network effectively and if you've had you know any sort of role within within a business those are skills that you can contribute.
2: Mm, definitely. So, um, obviously, we've had the coronavirus recently. We still yeah. have it in the yes. world. Uh, how How is that impacted on, on what you're trying to do?
0: Well, I mean, the obvious would be that, you know, we're, we're not going to be travelling for a little while. Um, so one of the things that we were testing earlier this year is doing an online version Um, But actually, what we've learned is without that immersion element, any partnership is not going to be quite as powerful as it is when it's face to face. So what we're doing at the moment is taking a step back and strategizing and working out how we're going to to do what we need to do in 2021. Um, This last 12 months, I've actually been doing a full time MBA to help me with the strategy for the social enterprise um, so I'm just coming to the tail end of that at the moment. But yes, it's very much a strategic time for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and in terms of the, the future, once we can travel, is are there plans to to go global, so to speak? Absolutely. Yeah,
0: definitely. So my my goal is within 10 years to be working in five continents. Um and the way that we do that is through in-country partnerships. So um, for as another as an example, one of my um, co-directors is from Bolivia originally. Um, so she she obviously speaks Spanish, she speaks um, the local languages, and we can use her connections in country to um, develop programs with women out there. So yeah there, there's absolutely plans for 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 going to mm-hmm. other countries as well.
2: And, and then so moving on in in terms of that's a huge goal by the way <laughs> in terms of um being in five continents <laughs> but it's an amazing goal as a well. um in terms of thinking about those those partnerships that you you build in the country yeah. how easy or, or difficult is it to find somebody to partner with that that you can trust and rely on Mm.
0: that's a really good question actually and I think it's one of the things that we're working on with our with our strategy is so in terms of cultural difference um, sometimes in developing countries you have people who are not necessarily ethical and not necessarily um, as uh, financially savvy as we are here or legally savvy, savvy if you like um so yes it is it is tricky to find people who are um legally sound and um uh, you know we can kind of develop honest relationships with um and i think what we tend to do is go through uh the 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 channels the the um the business channels so for example in the gambia we're working with the gambian chamber of commerce which is a, a a registered organization um so we're finding partnerships through uh through um organizations like that mostly
2: mm, yeah I, I for some reason i I've, i like the idea of working overseas, but then I was thinking, well it must be really hard to to, to manage a partnership remotely <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it definitely is um and I think at the moment you know whilst we're so small. Uh, the relationships are very one to one, even if it is, you know, over email and, and Skype and, and whatnot. Um, but in the future, what I'd really love to have is individual kind of relationship managers, if you like, who, who whose sole job it is to develop partnerships in other countries.
2: Mm, that's a great idea. <laughs> it's like I'm like oh I like all these ideas this is really interesting Kath um okay so thinking about the the women in in the Gambia that you're working with what what changes for them in terms of their businesses
0: so the the first thing that comes to mind is one of our participants um a beautiful lady larger than life in every sense of the word and She she said at the end of the program, she said, when I thought I was a businesswoman before, I know I'm a businesswoman now. And it was just those few words that was a really big pat on the back for for the cohort that came out with me, Um, giving them strategic skills and being able to think about things in a different way is so powerful. Quite often, the women in the Gambia that we work with, their business skills are passed down from mothers or aunties or grandmas or you know friends of friends, those sorts of things. People who have run shop-type businesses. And the information is not only out of date, but it's also kind of a little bit Chinese whispers. Mm-hmm. Um, so things are kind of taken out of context, and um, information is, is distorted. So, by coming in and um, having the women ask us specific questions about how they can improve their business or how they can improve a particular element of what, what it is that they do, we can really drill down and help them, you know, get, get out of it what it is they want to get out of it.
2: Mm. So, do they have to be at a particular point in their business journey or is it just anybody that's got a business that can, can get mentoring and support? So
0: we tend to work with women who put themselves forward. So they need to know that they need the help and be receptive to that help. Um, And it varies. We've had people who um, who are in the process of starting their first business. And then we have people who are on their third or fourth business um, and just, you know, kind of need strategic help about how to manage all of those things at once. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: it really varies.
2: And, you you mentioned there about a lot of their, their business knowledge comes from, passed down from family members. Mm. Is, there, is there no other business support in places like the Gambia or is it just very limited?
0: I think, yeah, it is limited. And I think um, coming from, so quite a lot of the help that people get within the Gambia um, has come from... You know, organisations who are doing their best, obviously, um, but they don't have the sort of top level strategic insight um, of, you know, a global perspective like some of our men- mentors do. Mm. Um, so we have people who work, you know, on a kind of national scale who are making, you know, reasonable amounts of money every month and every year. Whereas in the Gambia, you've got people who are living very hand to mouth Um, it's a very daily economy. So what you earn that day, you give to your employees and then you take the rest to pay for that evening's dinner. Um, So it's just about thinking strategically and um, offering them the skills to kind of help them think at a much higher level.
2: Mm, That makes sense, that makes sense. Um, If you were looking back over the, the past Uh, 18 months two years what would you say has been the 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 one biggest highlight for you out of that time period um I would say the
0: end of the first cohort coming out with me it was incredibly stressful um you know being responsible for for taking the women out with me um making sure that we actually delivered some impact um, but then at the end of it, the feedback that we had was just so overwhelmingly emotional um, that that was a real high point. And that absolutely fuels um, my passion for doing more of this in the future.
2: Mm-hmm. And on the on the flip side, what what would you say has been the, the most difficult thing through this time period? <laughs> um,
0: I would say realising that I can't do it all myself. I, you know, I, I like to think of myself as being quite capable, um, but this project is so massive and so intricate. Um, that, yeah, the, one of the biggest things for me was actually taking on um, a, 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 a board of women who can help me achieve our vision. Um, yeah, without them, I think it would it wouldn't it wouldn't be happening.
2: Mm. And. One of the things that that people always talk about with their social enterprises is the difficulty of, of recruiting and finding a board. So uh, it's interesting that you, you talk about the, that actually that's perhaps made life a bit easier in, in terms of achieving your your goals and ambition. But how easy was it to, to get people to come on your board? Um,
0: so we've managed... So I think the, the interesting thing about what we do is that we sit between business and social enterprise. Um, so I think that there's a, it's appealing both on a commercial front and for people who want to kind of donate their time and experience. Um, we put together um, job specs, if you like, for the particular roles that we needed. And it's all come through networking, through introductions to people who are interested in the cause, who have time to donate and the right skills to kind of get us to the next level. So, yeah, so actually it's it's all been through word of mouth and referrals.
2: Mm. It, it sounds like it's it's all meant to be because everything seems to be lining up in, in the right Place yeah. and times. Yeah,
0: it does. <laughs> it, is, it does very much feel like that. Yes.
2: Mm. So, um, just a a a, a rand slightly random question, but what did you do before you did this?
0: <laughs> um, so, my background is quite varied. So, a theme that runs throughout is marketing and um, business strategy. Um, but also I've done work in logistics and operations. Um, so working a lot with um, clients and taking people to um, uh, overseas destinations. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm used, I'm familiar with the whole um, travel element. Um, and yeah, and, and the whole, you know, marketing and strate- strategic element as well. Mm. Um, those are the things that I'm really good at.
2: OK, I was just trying to um, figure out how this kind of all fitted in with your, your life before it, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I when
0: I when I took my um, my time off after I sold my first business, um, I told myself that I wanted to get a few things out of my life. I wanted to work primarily with women. I wanted to do something that had purpose at its core and I wanted the flexibility to be able to look after my mental health if I needed to and to be able to travel so I think really it's it's a combination of all of those things that have kind of as you say <laughs> I mean, all of everything's kind of lined up in the right way and the opportunity came at the right time for me so
1: mm,
2: definitely definitely well, um, Kath, it's been amazing talking to you today. I'm really interested in, in what you're doing. I, I think Thank it's a, a fantastic initiative and I really hope that you're able to grow and scale it as as you wish. So, Thank you. Um, is there a website or social media links where people can find out more about what you're doing?
0: Yeah, you can find us on um Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. and um, we're in the process of having a website built at the moment. Um, so that will be coming later
2: this year. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Um so thank you very much for joining me today, Kath. Thank you so much, Heidi. You've been listening to the Make an Impact Podcast with me, Heidi Fisher.
1: Before you go, a quick announcement. Heidi's second book. Impact First, The Social Entrepreneur's Guide to Measuring, Managing and Growing Your Impact will be published soon and you can pre-order a limited edition hardback version of the book through Heidi's website. The book gives you the know-how to measure, manage and communicate your impact so that you can grow your social enterprise. Go to makeanimpactcic.co.uk forward slash my book impact dash first to find details.
2: If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a review or rating? And if you'd like to be on the show, then please get in touch via my website, makeanimpactcic.co.uk. Thank you for listening.